0: It's been sort of publicised a lot lately um, with a lot of different animal rights activist campaigns and the tension between farmers and animal rights activists. So, just in general, Lime, what do you think of sort of the back and forth between farmers and animal rights groups?
1: Well, one thing that I've noticed there's this common uh, thread in you know, farmers versus animal rights groups or animal advocacy groups in that farmers are often saying, well, what these animal advocates are saying is they just want the slaughter to be more humane or they just want the animals to be treated a bit better or they just want slightly bigger cages or they just want the animals uh stunned before slaughter whatever the case may be and yeah, you know, that's what they're saying to the public but the real sort of hidden agenda is they don't want animals to be slaughtered at all and they actually just want uh you know, a, a sort of a vegan world, like free of animal slaughter, animal exploitation. And so that's a common claim made by farmers. And I think a lot of the time the farmers are actually right. I think a, a lot of these groups do want something more radical, but they're they're pushing sort of a more moderate agenda um, for the sake of getting more people on board. And so, yeah, I think the farmers are actually correct in that criticism, at least in some groups. I can't know, you know, what's going on with every single group, but it does seem like there is this sort of... Um, Almost false message being put out. I know Animals Australia, for example, recently a while back now, were asked, you know, do you actually want to end animal agriculture? Said, no, we just want it more humane. Um, whereas, you know, they're, they're all kind of an organisation run by vegans and and those kind of things. So yeah, I think that the farmers are kind of right there, and that's why us as animal rights advocates, we're very upfront that we're not actually trying to reform what they're trying to do. We're not trying to say, you know, we just want bigger cages or we just want more humane slaughter, we just want stunning, we just want slaughter, whatever, we're very upfront that we want an end to animal agriculture and that's exactly what we say, and exactly what we campaign for and it was interesting, a while ago um, I was on the radio on 6PR and there was a farmer or someone from the meat industry or someone involved in sort of animal industries and he was saying, you know, he's saying he just wants this and that but he actually wants this sort of an end to And the radio host was saying, well, no, he's actually very upfront about that. So I think there there often is that idea, but we try and uh, stay clear of that.
0: Mm. And what about um, in terms of sort of solutions on your side, like uh, what about the economic effects of losing or minimising farming? Because, of course, in WA, we are sort of a farming state.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I think everything has economic impacts and, yeah, that is obviously a common argument we come up against and animal advocates come up against in general. But I think that that kind of argument, you know, while we do have to consider economic factors, I think when we say, you know, there's jobs in this or there's money in this, therefore we can't have a discussion about it at all or therefore it's automatically, ethically, acceptable, is totally wrong and, and that basically assumes that anything you make money from anything that can be made money out of, it should continue because anything that you can make money out of, there's going to be jobs that's going to have economic impacts and, and those kind of things. So I think, yeah, that, that is true that, you know, ending animal agriculture or even just the move away from animal agriculture is going to have economic impacts. It is going to have an impact on jobs and those kind of things. But, yeah, again, I think that aside, I think things have to be justified ethically you can't just say they've got jobs in them when we're making money from something therefore it's you know automatically ethical I'm sure yeah anyone could think of you know any number of things which make money and which have jobs involved but which they don't find ethically acceptable and you know a clear example of this is when it comes to climate change like there's lots of jobs in coal for example but we don't say therefore for most people um, the argument is made but I would say most people would accept that, well, there's actually an environmental reason why we need to move away from coal despite their their jobs and we do need to help people transition into new jobs. And in the case of the environment, it's like helping people move from coal into more clean industries. And I'd I'd say the exact same thing with this is like, yes, it's an impact on jobs, but as a vegan advocacy organisation, we're not anti-farmer. Like we need farmers to grow plant-based foods as well. I think just like the transition from you know, coal to less environmentally damaging industries for the environment. I think in the case of animals, it's a matter of transitioning from animal-based farming to plant-based farming, which we're obviously already doing a lot of, but, yeah, obviously a move away to from animal-based farming to an increase in the amount of plant-based, plant-based farming um, to feed uh, a vegan diet.
0: Hmm. And is there, in terms of the regulation, is there any reason, you know, and... Um, research and obviously there are instances of this but for anyone to sort of believe and understand that things like wool and dairy farming are not being properly seen to and regulated that would you know lead to animal mistreatment?
1: Yeah I mean there definitely are issues of, of regulation and, and certainly there are all kinds of labels like free range and those kind of things and, and groups like Animal Australia do can and the Greens political party as well campaign for things like a genuine free range so you can't just put a a free range product on your label and therefore charge more based on you know nothing in particular you can pretty much just put the label on at the moment and so there are moves uh by those kind of groups to try and make that uh, more uh meaningful as in you put the free range label on it means you know certain things which are enforced there and uh yeah those kind of um steps that can be put in place to make these labels more meaningful. And I think, yeah, all of these industries, you know, whether it's yeah, dairy or wool or whatever, they, they can be made more humane. Um, I think it's always going to be very limited in that, you know, when we're trying to make money from these animals, which, you know, no matter how humane it is, these aren't animal sanctuaries, they are businesses. So when we're trying to make money from animals, that economic incentive always gets, you know, gets um, priority over the the animals' welfare, so it's always going to be, and it's very limited. The gains are only going to be gains for animals when it's economically beneficial to these industries. But I think all of that aside, I think that the reality is is that, yeah, in in this day and age, we don't actually need any of these products. We don't need dairy. We don't need wool. We don't need meat, We don't need eggs. Any of this stuff we don't need. We can thrive without all of these products. So I think, you know, while and killing animals, you know, at all. Like, for example, I'm sitting here with my dog right now, and if somebody, you know, went and, and killed my dog, I would be, you know, that, that could be done in better or worse ways, but I certainly wouldn't congratulate them if they did it in a, you know, the not the most horrific way possible, they did it in a slightly less horrific way. I wouldn't congratulate them. I'd accept that that would be better than a more horrific way, but it still doesn't, you know change the fact of, you know, why are you killing that dog in the first place? And I think yeah, if anyone spent any time with you know, pigs or cows or chickens or these other animals, you'd find that they're individuals who are capable of suffering just like dogs and cats who we share our homes with. So, yeah, while there are these discussions going on, I think we actually need to challenge the um, yeah the slaughter and, and exploitation of these animals in, in these various industries in the first place.
0: What about, it seems like a common thread here, um, and an and a lot of issues actually is that there needs to be a bit of a more open dialogue and communication to keep um, people like farmers in the picture because sometimes we're quite disconnected from that and I feel like that would benefit both sides so what do you think about sort of both groups keeping an open and constant stream of dialogue would that help
1: well uh, again it, it all depends what you're advocating for if you're what's referred to more as a welfare group who want to try and get bigger cages for animals then yeah it definitely makes total sense to speak to farmers um as a group who again we, we don't think that you know giving animals you know slightly bigger cages or you know being killed with a slightly sharper knife or being you know stunned before sort whatever of, the case may be we don't think that is justice for animals in any meaningful way so we personally do not um you know interact with farmers in terms of you know trying to improve or trying to you know talk to them about you know the way they kill their animals for example it's just not something we do that there are groups who are doing that and they're kind of they obviously welcome to do that but what what we're more doing is actually you know talking directly to the farmers customers and talking to people about the products they consume rather yeah you know, rather than the farmers themselves that there have been some farmers who have actually given up animal agriculture um, for ethical reasons and have actually, you know, changed to plant-based agriculture and, you know, while we're not farmers so we wouldn't have any, um, you know, expertise in terms of helping people change over, I think that is a really important place in terms of talking to farmers and, and, you know, people who have those expertise, like for example, again, those who have moved away from animal agriculture, animal-based farming towards plant-based farming, I think they've got an important role in, in helping others who want to do that. So. Yeah, I think that is an important place uh, to talk to farmers. But again, in terms of, uh, yeah, talking to them about, you know, the best way to kill animals or, or those kind of considerations, it's not something we as an organisation get involved with, but there are certainly many other animal groups who do.
0: Yeah, great. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add?
1: No, I, I think I think that pretty much covers it all. Uh, yeah, again, I, I, I just think that, yeah, all these discussions are going on, live export, you know, increasingly all the uh, all the supermarkets are going to be filled if they're not already. They're kind of getting more and more that way with humane labels on the animal products and those kind of things. But, yeah, I think for anyone um, to be genuinely concerned about animals, I think we actually need to have some more fundamental discussions about yeah, the necessity of animal products and, and whether we need to be consuming them in the first place. I know myself, I've been vegan for nearly 10 years you know, without consuming, you know, eating, wearing, using any animal products. And, yeah, certainly not special. There's many others doing the same thing. And I think uh, there are lots of positive developments in terms of people, yeah, moving away from consuming animal products.
0: Okay, well, great. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, no worries.